0: All right, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. The old saying goes if you have two quarterbacks, then you have none. So if you have three quarterbacks, then hopefully you have one. We'll discuss that next on Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horned Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Horned Frogs. It's Tuesday here. In segment one, we're going to talk about Sonny Dyke's comments on the quarterback situation that he made on Monday. In segment two, uh, Jamie Dixon spoke with John Rostein from the College Hoops Today podcast, and he made some intriguing statements to me that I want to break down. I know it's not basketball season, but it was um, it raised my eyebrows enough that I wanted to break it down on the podcast today. So, first off, TCU football, um, the quarterback situation. Sonny Dax gave us an update today, and I don't think it was the update that fans were looking for, but it's what we got. Uh, he told the assembled media on Monday he expects all three quarterbacks to play against Colorado. He also said the staff will start deciding on more depth chart questions on Thursday, That comes from Steven Johnson, who is a new beat writer for TCU for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. He's a good follow on Twitter, at Stephen M. Johnson. Okay, so uh, Coach Dyke said that he expects all three QBs to play in that season opener against Colorado. And this kind of caused a stir. Um, some fans weren't happy. There were some opposing fan bases that had some fun at TCU's expense. And I don't think... This is, I don't feel like Sonny is talking about a quarterback rotation. Now, I can't completely rule that out because the situation still hasn't been settled. We still don't know who the QB is going to be. We still don't know who the starter will be when they take the field on the road against Colorado. But I'll say this. I think Sam Jackson's going to play, and it's been reported during fall camp that he has played some in the slot. He's played some at running back. They have some different packages they like to use with him. So my read on this, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, I still expect Chandler Morris to be the starter, even though he hasn't been named the starter yet. And I believe that you'll see Max Duggan at times, but I'm, I don't get the feeling that it's going to be a possession rotation, right? Like Chandler gets a possession, then Max does, or Chandler gets a few possessions, and Max does. I, I believe it's going to be more of Chandler is the guy, and he's your quarterback, and then Max Duggan comes in, you know, in the shotgun, and maybe they have some packages to use his athleticism and his legs to get some yardage. Maybe they do some fun things with Max and Sam Jackson on the field at the same time and try to confuse the defense. Um, But, yeah, in that case, all three quarterbacks would play. They just wouldn't necessarily play in the more traditional quarterback role that would still be filled by Chandler Morris. So that's my take on what Sonny Dykes is saying. But again, I can't completely rule out that they're going to go out there against Colorado and rotate QBs um, because there hasn't been a starter named yet. The other options here are, and I think it was uh, Jacob Sailors—I don't know his full name—I'm sorry—who replied to me on Twitter and was like, "Well, what he's talking about is there's going to be it's going to be a blowout, and because it's a blowout." um all three quarterbacks are going to play which yeah that's a possibility uh now I'll say this about that scenario I would love if TCU goes out there and just destroys Colorado and I think it's possible um but I and it feels like there's a lot of fans that believe that I think TCU wins the game I would pick them to win by double digits uh I'm not so sure they're just going to you know wipe the floor with Colorado to the point that we'll have our third-string QB in there taking reps late in the game. I don't get that feeling. I just think there's too many question marks about this team, about the defense. It's the first game with a new coaching staff. Um, Now, if that happens, then I would be excited. And you should beat the team picked last in the Pac-12 in the preseason, convincingly. I expect them to do that. I just don't think it's going to be such a laugher that we'll be, you know, handing off to the third string running back and have your third string QB in there late in the game. That's just, that's just my opinion and my feel on it. Uh, And then, I mean, the other opportunity here, the other um, kind of factor at play is Colorado is not named their starting quarterback either. So Sonny Dykes might just simply, you know, have some gamemanship at this stage saying, okay, you're not going to name your guy. I'm not going to name my guy. No sense in allowing you to prepare for one player. Good luck preparing for three. I expect all three to play in that season opener. So that's sort of where I am. I didn't get the impression that this is going to be a true quarterback rotation. But again, we're sitting here on August 22nd. You're listening to this probably on August 23rd. And we still don't have a starter named. So we, we I can't in good faith just say, oh, no, there's no chance that they're going to rotate QBs the first couple of games of the season because we still don't know who QB1 will be. But I expect some more clarity on that maybe by the start of next week. And we might not know until game day, which is frustrating for fans. I get it. But I think it one speaks to the QB battle at hand and also just, you know, sort of the gamesmanship that's going on behind the scenes. Um, another quick update before we move on. So health wise, Team's doing pretty good. Travis Hodges-Tomlinson is back in practice. They expect Kendra Miller and Bud Clark to get back, uh, hopefully on Wednesday, and start gearing up for the Colorado game. Now, Marcel Brooks is going to be out for an extended period of time, and also Terrence Cooks. The uh, He was a linebacker at Shadow Creek in high school, and then he played at Texas before transferring to TCU. Um, he's also out for a while, so neither of those guys are going to play in your season opener, and I believe those are the only two players that have been ruled out at this point for that game against Colorado. Um, So overall, team's pretty healthy, some nagging injuries. Hopefully everybody is, you know, as close to 100% as possible before the season starts. When we come back, Jamie Dixon spoke with uh, John Rothstein um, on his College Hoops Today podcast. We'll do that soon. Before we do that, though, I want to talk about one of our great sponsors, Bet Online. You're going to watch a gluttonous amount of college football in a few weeks, and betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. It's not just football, even though the NFL and college football will come back with a vengeance soon, it's also Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, combat sports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. They got live in game in-game betting. They also have scores and podcasts. So it's not just a place where you can bet, it's a place where you can inform yourself on sports, listen to some really entertaining podcasts, get some tips, bet online. It's a great website, bet online.net head to bet online.net today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening bet online. It's where the game starts. Hey, you're going to do it. You're going to watch just an insane amount of football soon. So make some money off it, you know, go ahead, allow, tell your family, Hey, this is, I'm doing this for research purposes because I'm wagering on BetOnline.net and making the family cash. So this is good. This is a little side hustle I got going. BetOnline.net, it's where the game starts. All right. So back on Locked On Horn Frogs. Um, John Rothstein, who is one of the better and biggest college basketball insiders. Here's what I appreciate about, here's what I appreciate about John. Excuse me. There are national insiders, whether it be basketball, football, that say they are national guys. But when it comes down to it, they really don't cover the entire country. John Rothstein covers the entire country when it comes to college basketball. He knows what mid-majors are good. He knows what underrated power five teams are good. He's in on it, right? And so he has a podcast. He works for CBS Sports. His podcast is called College Hoops Today. Um, And he had Jamie Dixon on the podcast. I believe he released the episode on Sunday and you can find it on his Twitter. It takes some scrolling because he tweets a lot, but it's at John Rothstein on Twitter. And so Jamie talked about the off season. He talked about the upcoming season, but he made some comments that really caught my attention. And so about the 10 minute mark of this podcast, John asked Jamie um, if he thinks Mike miles could be the best guard that ever played for Jamie Dixon. And Jamie talks about two guys that were at TC recently, Desmond Bain, who is having a really great career in the NBA for the Grizzlies. I saw today uh, the Grizzlies are interested in trying to trade for Kevin Durant. Obviously, you know, they're going to have to give up a big haul to get him. And they've already said, according to sources, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, untouchable. Like that's how good Des is. Even with the opportunity to go get Kevin Durant, reportedly the Grizzlies are like, no, He's one of the dudes that we cannot part with. And Kenrich Williams just signed a big contract with the Oklahoma City Thunder, has had a nice NBA career, has carved out a niche for himself. He recently came back to his hometown of Waco and put on a basketball camp. So both those guys are doing really great things. But he was discussing Mike Miles, and he said yes. Like Ultimately, he said some really positive things about Mike. He said, yeah, he is insanely talented. I think he could be a first-round pick, a top 30 player in the country, one of the best of the best. But... He said the biggest thing with Mike is that his availability, he's got to be available. Like he can't keep missing time. And he mentioned that he's missed some time this summer. And he doesn't, he went on to say, you know, he doesn't expect him to miss any time during the season. But he's got some nagging injuries, the wrist issue, which was an issue for most of the year. And it's kept him off the court this summer. And they just can't do some of the things they want to do with him as far as developing him game, his game, trying to get him better, trying to get him in better condition for the season when he's on the floor. And, and I don't know if he was kind of challenging Mike. I don't know if he's just matter-of-factly stating what's happening. But it just caught my attention. And, you know, during the COVID year, I remember the team obviously really struggled. But And they missed some games. There were stretches where they missed games. But one thing that Coach Dixon said over and over again is, man, we keep missing practice time. Like these these COVID shutdowns, it's not really affecting our schedule as much as it is – like game schedule, as much as it is it's affecting being on the court together, you know, getting five-on-five going, just getting better in that capacity. And he said, really, for Mike, it's about being available for practice. Like he needs to be available for us during the week, during the off season, so we can continue to improve his game and get him ready for the year. And he said the same thing about Eddie Lampkin. He said, listen, like Eddie, he missed some time this summer too. We need those guys back. We need them available. We need them on the court as much as possible because both of them have amazing potential. Um, He went on to say that he thinks this team is elite defensively. He thinks they could be the best defensive team in the country and that's going to keep them in games no matter what. He firmly believes that. He believes that is what is going to keep them in games all year long, is that elite defense. And we saw that last year. Like Even when they were struggling early in the season to score, they were really good defensively. And once the offense sort of started to come around, the team went up to another level. Now, as far as guys that have made a huge jump in the offseason, he said Xavier Cork – and um Damian ball Now I love Damian Ball. I know they're like he's sort of controversial when it comes to DCU fans because those turnovers are such a killer. And Jamie talked about that. He talked about the whole team has to be better at taking care of the basketball. That was a huge point of emphasis for them in the offseason. They have to be better at taking care of the basketball, maximizing possessions. But like Damian Ball is so athletic. He can get to the rim, he can make things happen. You know, that jump shot seemed to get more consistent as the year went on. And he's just one of those guys, like, he can blow by people. And if he can sort of get under control a little bit more and take care of the basketball and not turn it over, like, this is a dude that could be scary good on offense. And that's in addition to what he does on the defensive side of the floor, which is just hound people and, you know, press the ball and play really, really well. Um. Xavier Cork is a super intriguing player as well. I loved the minutes that he gave to ECU all year long. I And it was one of those things where in my mind, I was like, man, I wish he got more minutes. But I also understood that he was really good at maximizing his time on the floor. And part of the reason he had so much energy and the time he was on the court was because they, you know, picked their spots with put him in there. But he, he you know, he said this, if they can get more of a big man rotation with Emmanuel Miller and, Um, get Eddie Lampkin going and and get Cork out there, maybe get Solomon to come along a little bit. Then there's a lot of possibilities for this basketball team. I'm excited, man. Go listen to this College Hoops Today podcast. It's super interesting. I know everybody's in football mode. I get it. I don't want to kill the vibe, but that just really stood out to me about the basketball team and kind of where they are and where they could be moving on into this next season. This has been Locked on Horn Frogs. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team.